M1 versus M2 Apple Silicon. Current design versus maybe a new design. LCD and mini LED versus maybe even OLED. Thunderbolt charging versus maybe MagSafe. Same price, probably, but schedule? uncertainty. So if you're in the market for an iPad Pro, but you're wondering if you should buy the M1 now or wait for the M2 coming at some point next, I got you. For this and for every single Apple product coming in 2022. So hit that subscribe button and bell to help promote some common sense tech and let's do this. In 2018, Apple gave us the iPad Pro with its biggest redesign ever, all retro future chic, Thanos snapping the bezels and curves and leaving just a whole lot of flat and thin in their wake. It was such a big redesign that Apple kept it for not only the 2020 and 2021 iPads Pro, but pushed it down to the 2020 iPad Air and 2021 iPad Mini. But after basically 10 years on the original design, would Apple really change it up again after just four years with the new one? Maybe. There were some early reports of Apple switching up the full metal jacket on the back for something closer akin to the glass that's found on the most recent iPhones, at least partially to enable inductive charging, but more on that in a MagSafe minute. More recently, those reports have been walked back, just backtracked over concerns about the durability of glass that big on an iPad that thin. But if glass was the only big change, that's less of a new design and more of just a new material. So Yes, never say never, but a revolutionary new look just doesn't sound likely. So if that's what you've been waiting for, don't bother. Just get the M1 iPad Pro now and enjoy. But if you really do want to hold to hope and see if maybe Apple is going to go back to curves in the not-so-retro future, then hold out for the M2 iPad Pro. Last April, Apple gave us mini-LED on the 12.9-inch iPad Pro, but not on the 11-inch. At the time, Apple said it was to keep the weight down on their most mobile of pros. But my guess then and now is that it was to keep costs down on their most affordable of pros. This time around, though, mini LED yield and cost might just have matured enough that Apple's not just willing, but actually able to offer it on the 11-inch as well, and without the same kind of price spike that it brought to the 12.9-inch model. So if you prefer the 11-inch iPad Pro, but you really want you some mini LED, you should definitely wait for the M2 model. But what about OLED, OLED? Well, mini LED offers almost as good of an HDR or high dynamic range experience as OLED with deep inky shadows, and even brighter, more blinding highlights. It can have issues with blooming or haloing around the bright on black regions, but it also avoids a whole host of OLED issues like burn-in, lack of consistent brightness, pulse width modulation, and off-axis color shifting. Most of those have been overcome on phone size panels for a long time now, and TV panels are just implemented completely differently to begin with. But on tablet and laptop size panels, getting enough LTPO OLED to maintain that 120 hertz promotion and consistent enough OLED so it doesn't look splotchy in places is still a huge challenge. So if you want a 12.9 inch iPad Pro just for the display, you can go ahead and get the M1 now. But if you really, really want to wait for OLED, I'm guessing you're going to be waiting until at least the M3, maybe even the M4. Last year, Tim Cook just mission impossible his way into the Mac lab, liberated an M1 chipset, and single tweezeredly transplanted it into an iPad Pro. All for some reason, just to avoid having to call up John Turnus and CEO order him to do it during the normal course of business. And it gave a lot of tech heads a good 12 seconds of hope 
that they'd also be getting macOS along with it. But that was just never gonna happen. What they were really getting, what we were really getting, was a super economical way for a kinda sorta equivalent to an A14X for the iPad Pro to replace the A12X that came before it on the previous model. And just a ton more RAM to keep a ton more big apps and browser tabs in memory all at the same time. Point being, if the next iPad Pro comes anytime soon, it should be packing an M2, one that's kinda sorta equivalent to an A15X, basically same IP and architecture as the A15 Bionic in the iPhone 13. So much more efficient performance cores, higher performance efficiency cores, way more powerful 10 instead of eight graphics cores, and the junior version of the ProRes rendering engines that Apple just brought over to the new MacBook Pro, at least enough to make ultra light, ultra high fidelity video editing way better on mobile than it's ever been before. In other words, same 10 hours of battery life that Apple just seems to have pinned in place for the whole entire iPad lineup, but a whole lot more capability and performance. Also, iPad Pro already has 5G, but we could see an improvement in terms of like Wi-Fi 6E, maybe U1, finally. But there's nothing to suggest an increase in RAM or SSD, at least this time around. So if the M1 is more than enough power for your needs already, then just go ahead and get it now. But if you wanna see Apple squeeze just a little more power into the same sized package, wait for M2. Thanks to the dual Thunderbolt controllers built into M1, we got a single Thunderbolt port on the 2021 iPad Pro. And I'm not gonna lie, I'd have all caps loved two, one on each end, especially if it forced them to finally move the FaceTime camera to the side and then the pencil to the bottom. and it's becoming like musical chairs for features already. But, and would it were not so, I just don't see M2 changing anything there either. What rumors have suggested though, is MagSafe. Now, even the type of MagSafe Apple just reintroduced to the new MacBooks Pro would be hella cool on an iPad Pro, but I don't see it working with a Thunderbolt port, and I don't see Apple adding a second port just for MagSafe. Again, as much as I might love it. That is, unless there's maybe some sort of smart connector combo pogo pin play to be had here. But either way, anyway, it sounds more like iPhone style MagSafe, which is less magnet plus pin and more magnet plus inductive charging coils. The kind the Apple Pencil is already doing from the iPad Pro, but reverse reverse. So the iPad Pro could do it from a Qi charger or yeah, an iPhone style MagSafe charger. But here's the thing. It's really, really hard to do that through metal, which is why the iPhone switched back to glass when it got its Qi on anyway. But if the iPad Pro isn't going glass for the first time, at least the Apple logo might be. And that wouldn't only provide a window for the inductive charging coils, it would provide a big ass visual target for anyone trying to slap that MagSafe on the back as well. Now, how important magnetic inductive charging is on an iPad Pro for anyone in particular, or specifically for you, I'm super beyond curious to find out. But if Apple's really working on a next generation wireless data transfer protocol, then maybe it suddenly becomes way, way more compelling. But that is all still absolutely fanfic at this point. So if Thunderbolt is fine for you, the M1 iPad Pro will still be more than fine. But if you really, really do want MagSafe, you'll have to wait and see if the M2 can deliver. 2021 kept the iPad Pro on a dual rear camera plus LiDAR system on the back, but added a wider angle and center stage smart framing system on the front. And it's hard to see a 2022 update 
offering very much more than that. M2 will bring a new image signal processor, a new ISP, which is always good. And it might even bring cinematic mode to the wide angle and macro mode to the ultra wide, which would be legit fantastic. But unless Apple fundamentally changes their iPad Pro camera strategy, there's just no way it'll bring a full-on iPhone 13 class, much less iPhone 14 enhanced camera system to the iPad Pro. So if a camera is what you care about, you'll probably be just fine with the M1. But if you are camera curious about what Apple might offer next, by all means, wait for the M2 next. The original Apple Pencil debuted in the fall of 2015, Apple Pencil 2 in the fall of 2018, Apple Pencil 3 is still MIA. There have been rumors, but they've mostly been around finishes and colors, not significantly improved functionality. The Magic Keyboard debuted in the spring of 2020 and was ever so slightly tweaked in the spring of 2021. Would Apple release, could Apple release a new pencil and keyboard that break compatibility with older models and only work on the latest and greatest in 2022? And I mean, of course, it's Apple. But if the Apple Pencil 2 and current Magic Keyboard seem already more than good enough to you, then the M1 iPad Pro is already a go. If you're hoping for something like a different form factor though, or like an escape key, then you might wanna wait and at least roll the dice on the M2. Apple introduced the original iPad Pro in the fall of 2015 and updated it in the summer of 2017, fall of 2018, spring of 2020, and then again in spring of 2021. So mostly every 18 months, with last year being the big 12 month exception. Now, if that exception is the new rule, we could see the new iPad Pro as early as this spring. But if it was the exception that proves the rule, then maybe not until this summer or later this fall. And reports are currently saying new A15 iPad Airs are coming this spring with M2 MacBook Airs coming in the second half of the year. And that might just mean the M2 rollout in general as well. So if that is just way too long for you to wait, grab the M1 iPad Pro now. But if time is no object, then just get comfy waiting for the M2 and keep yourself busy by watching just a ton of Nebula, which is where I post all of my videos, including extended versions of my interviews, like my recent chat with Apple's VPs of Silicon and the Mac, as well as my reviews, explainers, and my exclusives, including a new studio tour series where I'm going through everything I use to make these videos. Also, my documentary on how the original iPhone changed the lives of your favorite creators and much, much more because on Nebula, I have the luxury of making videos that just don't have to be optimized for YouTube, but where I know, I just know the nerdiest, most hardcore of you will absolutely love them. Plus, we just added an Android TV and Roku app, as well as Apple TV and picture-in-picture -picture on iOS, all ad-free, sponsor-free on Nebula, and bundled in for free when you sign up with today's sponsor at curiositydream.com slash Richie, or click the link below. And right now, today, because you're watching this video, you can get CuriosityStream on surprise super sale for 42% off, less than 12 bucks a year, less than the price of a USB-C dongle for the whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series like The Bit Player, which tells the story of an overlooked genius, Claude Shannon, the father of information theory, who revolutionized the world but never lost his childlike curiosity. It is the absolute best way to support educational creators directly and just the best damn deal in streaming today. So for over 42% off CuriosityStream, less than 12 bucks a year, and Nebula bundled in for free, click the button on the screen or go to curiositystream.com slash Clicking on that button really helps out the channel, and so does hitting up the playlist above for more, so much more on everything Apple has coming our way in 2022. So hit up that playlist, and I'll see you in the next video.